Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the five game NBA main slate on Sunday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I'll link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I'll offer that on patreon.com, a couple different packages, esports, as well as an NBA package. And then finally, I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring the show. If this is your first time watching, you guys are not familiar with Underdog Fantasy, well, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as playoff as well as playoff and season-long best balls they do have content up here for the super bowl um so if you guys sign up and deposit um you can use the code d after you deposit you need to go dkdfs and they will um honor a money back guarantee up to a hundred dollars uh, and then finally, I just want to thank you guys seriously for all the support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, closing in on an 8.2 thousand uh, subscriber mark on YouTube. If you do enjoy all this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't know to upload videos you know live. I know this is an early slate, but yes, I will be, still be live streaming on YouTube um, before lock. And let's aim for 200 likes on this video if we can. But yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before I talk about players and the prices for this five-game slate, we can look back in the lineup here from Saturday. And Friday, yeah, I got, got a little bit unlucky. Wasn't too mad about it. Today, I am really tilted. Like, really, really upset. So, let's go over my lineup. James Harden, SGA, Toscano Anderson, Mike Muscala, Vooch, Brown, Green, and Cousins. So, let's go over the reasons why I am very upset here. Number one, Nikola Vucevic faders. Got bailed out. He, how many minutes did he play? He got pulled pretty early in the third quarter. Um, well, let me confirm this. How many minutes did Vooch play? 24 minutes. Missed out in probably close to 15 minutes, Nikola Vucevic. So, this game stays competitive. Obviously, we, we just saw the upside. Like, I, I wasn't expecting 77, but... Probably goes for at least 50, I'd say. At least. So, yes, I'm very, very upset about that. Plus, the fact that the Bulls actually play in the blowout. The game is a massive blowout. And Levine, Patrick Williams, Denzel all check back in. So, that really upset me. Um, the Oklahoma... Or not... Yeah, Oklahoma City. Really? Really with that. The starting lineup coming out after lock. Mike Muscala doesn't start. What happens? Mike Muscala comes off the bench, killing it, and then gets injured. Gets injured. So, whew, Mike Muscala faders got lucky. He, he missed out on some good minutes. Um, let's see. What else am I really mad about? Brooklyn getting blown out. Obviously, I, you know that was a slight chance that happened. So, Harden faders got really lucky. Again, like that was a possibility, uh, but Harden was on pace for a massive day, and that game blew out. Juan Toscano Anderson on pace for like 25 minutes after getting 40 the previous night. Now, I wasn't expecting 40 because that game was a blowout, but I figured he, he got the extra four or five minutes in the blowout. I'm expecting about 35 for him on pace for about 25 minutes. Bruce Brown, here's another thing. Expecting him to start, he doesn't start. I'm like, okay, he's not starting. I still expect him to get good minutes off the bench. He's been like, you know, a pretty reliable player for them. Well, what happens tonight? Comes off the bench, 15 minutes. 
Jeff Green, I, I did not feel good about this at all. He was the last piece of my lineup. I There's no one else in that range I really felt confident in, but I was just like, all right, just get me 25, Jeff Green. Whenever you have that feeling where it's like, man, you really don't like that last piece in, you should move something around. And I was debating it. I was debating it, going, taking the shot in Boucher. He was like, hey, I told you guys, obviously, in videos, was live stream. If he gets the minutes, he will break the slate. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he got 30 minutes tonight, I want to say. Um, let me confirm that, though. Chris Boucher and minutes. Let's see. 32 minutes. So, again, when Chris Boucher gets minutes, he breaks slates. What's his production tonight? 29 points, 10 boards, 1 assist, and 2 blocks. Tonight was the night to take the shot, and I didn't do it. And it's just, again, there, there was still a chance he only played like 15 minutes, but he got extended. If you, if you took the shot in Boucher, you got rewarded. Um, I was debating it. I didn't because um, I wanted Vooch and Cousins. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. Also, Fred Van Fleet. I don't play him two nights ago, or a few slates ago. 77. I play him the other night. 19 fancy points. What happens tonight? 50 plus for him. So, yes, I am very, very upset uh, tonight. Like, really upset. I had to go for, for a quick walk because it's like, man, I got to blow off some steam. I am so, like, the, the amount of things that happened tonight are just like, really? Like, all the, like, oh, such a, such a slate. I just want to move on. But yeah, blowouts plus um, starting lineups coming out after lock plus minutes being really decreased for a bunch of players like Toscano Anderson, Bruce Brown. Um, yeah, just all that stuff. Van Fleet going off when I don't have him. I play him. He busts. The night before goes off. Yeah, just oh, so so upset. But that's it for the look back, guys. Hope you guys had a better night. Uh, I am so tilted about this slate. So one of the most tilting slates, in my opinion, of the year. Just the amount of stuff that happened uh, tonight is just so so frustrating. But again, that's DFS goes like that sometimes. Yes, I'm very very annoyed. But the positive thing is there's literally a slate tomorrow. So excited to talk about this one. Let's do it. Uh, Utah and the Pacers. Uh, no over. There's no over for any of these games right now. Uh, the Pacers are four-point favorites. Heat and Knicks, uh, the Heat are six-point favorites. Wizards and Hornets, uh, the Wizards are two-point favorites. And Kings, Clippers, the Clippers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. So let's start off with Utah and the Pacers. And on the Utah side, big news here, Mike Conley. He is out, so that is pretty significant. Um, he's a guy who's playing about 30 minutes a game in close games. Those minutes have to go somewhere. I'm guessing it's Clarkson that moves into the starting lineup. Um, if, if he does start, I really like Clarkson. I would expect over 30 minutes from him at five, seven. It could be Joe Ingles too. It could be Ingles. We'll see. So whoever does start, you know, should play more Ingles is, is viable as well. But I think I would like the upside a little more on Clarkson if he starts now with no Mike Conley, that's a boost to Donovan Mitchell who probably have the ball in his hands more. I think that makes him firmly in play at 7.9 K Rudy Gobert is just not someone I'm getting to. Um, the, the minutes, even in competitive games, he's playing under 30 minutes in competitive games. I know there's been some blowouts in here, but he is not playing over 30 minutes in a close game. So at 7-3, I'm going to look elsewhere. I would rather, honestly, take a shot in Derek Favors, who has played 19, 19, 18, and 21 minutes. He's gone for over 20 fantasy points the last four games. He's a good point for a guy. Yeah, I would, as weird as that sounds, I would rather play Derek Favors than Rudy Gobert. O'Neal, nah. Bojan, nah. He had, I think he had a good shooting game last time. Yeah, he went for... <laughs> Seven rebounds and five assists is an outlier. I mean, normally this is a guy that doesn't do a ton of the peripheral stats. I'm not going to chase that. If, if you want to chase it, sure. Um, that's not Bojan Bogdanovic's games. He's had like one or two of those so far this season where he's actually stuffed a stat sheet. Yeah, this game too, seven boards, eight assists. Normally he's a guy very, very high in the scoring. 
price is up. I don't like paying premiums for guys. Again, scoring dependent. No thank you, Mboyan Badanovic. So that's it for the uh, Jazz. I like Mitchell at the top with no Mike Conley. I think Clarkson, if he starts, is a good play. O'Neal or um, Joe Ingles, if he starts, looks better. And then I prefer Derek Favors to Rudy Gobert. On the Indiana Pacers side, I'm not over the other night either. DeMontis Sabonis, their best player, doesn't play the fourth quarter. Price came down to 8.3K. He burned a lot of people, including myself. I'm fine going right back to the well here. He's good. The ownership will drop. It just will. The recency bias, we see it every night in DFS. Um, the ownership's going to be low. Now, sure, the matchup's not great, but if he's going to be like 10% owned, he should play close to 40 minutes. I do like Sabonis as a bounce back here. Uh, ownership play there for tournaments. Brogdon at 7-6. I think there's probably better guard plays in this on the slate. If I'm going to take a shot on one of the Pacer stars, it will be Sabonis. And value-wise, like these guys, like the, the fringe guys, the bench unit, uh, they closed with them, so their production all went up. Um, no, they're not going to do that again. I'm staying away from the Pacers secondary plays. Miami and New York. So uh, on the Miami side, no Goran Dragic. Doesn't do a ton. Like slight boost to Jimmy, slight boost to Bam, slight boost to, to Tyler Hero. Uh, Bam and a bio at 9K. Should play about mid-30s minutes. Matchups, you know, oh, individual matchups, okay. The Knicks have been solid defensively. So, again, secondary play. Jimmy Butler at 8-4. Again, the Knicks just play really, really slow. So, that does take a hit to him. Still think he's fine. But, like, neither of the, neither of the Miami stars are must plays for me. Hero, almost 7K. I'll pass, even with no Drogic. Uh, Value-wise, there's not a ton I like either here. Duncan, too reliant on scoring. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be Iguodala because he should play, you know, 25 minutes or so. But still don't love that. So really, Miami's a team I'm not really high on. on the New York side, I think Julius Randle looks like a pretty good option. He's played 38, 39, or 39, 39, and 39, 39, 38, and 39 minutes the last three games. If he's going to play close to 40 minutes, the 9.2K price is too cheap. Now, what will happen is I will play Julius Randle, and he'll get his four minutes. It's happened a couple times already. I played him once, 30 minutes. I played him another time. He was like 33 minutes. If he plays, I like him if he plays, plays to four, close to 40 minutes. If he plays 34 minutes, I do not like him. So the situation of if he gets close to the 40-minute mark, he looks way better. Now, the point guard situation, this is super tilting. It's pick one of quickly or Alfred Payton. One of them is going to have a really good game. The other one is going to completely bust. It's just how it's been going. So Alfred Payton, the last two games, uh, Tibbs is stuck with him. With him. 35 minutes in both those games, 37 and 38 fancy points. The previous four games, 21, 23, 21, and 18 minutes. Three of those four single-digit fantasy points. Emmanuel quickly. The last two games, when Alfred Payne gets extended, he's only played 13 minutes. Now, he's been still pretty solid. He's a good he's a good point-per-minute guy, but the minutes have just not been there. The previous four games, 23, 25, 27, and 30, where he's had like 40 fancy, close to 40 fancy points in all those games. So there's no rhyme or reason to this. They're just they're going to go with the hot hand. So like the Toronto situation, right, with those stars, you know, who knows who's going to have the good game, but one of them will. And then New York, except for these point guards, one of the point guards will have a good game. Good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be. So if Alfred Payton starts off hot, he will probably get the minutes and he will probably have a really good game. If he struggles, they will go to quickly. So Alfred Payton has had the, the good games and back-to-back games. He will probably be more popular. If you want to ride the hot streak, sure. But just be warned, if he struggles... They will pull the plug, and they will go to Emmanuel quickly. So it's a tough situation. I don't like it because it's a complete guessing game here for the Knicks. Uh, but that is that's just realistic of you know what is going to happen tomorrow. One of those point guards will have a really good game, but it's just a, a complete 50-50 coin flip. Um, RJ Barrett, nah. Alec Burks, nah. Mitch Robinson, no thank you. N- not a lot else I like. So it's Randall at the top, and it's... Whichever point guard you feel better about with Alf or quickly. Washington, Charlotte. 
So I think this is my favorite game to target on the slate. Yeah, I would say this is probably my favorite game. Beal at 9-3, Westbrook at 8-9. I think Beal started, yeah, he finished 1 of 14 from the field. Bradley Beal. Price decreased to 9-3. Um, I like him at that price. I do prefer Westbrook still. Price now under 9K. Again, the Wizards just got absolutely destroyed by the Heat. Just throw that game out the out the door. You don't even have to think about that. Because uh, in games where West, Russell Westbrook has played like 35 plus minutes, he will most likely get you over 50 fancy points. So as long as this game stays close, and it should, the Charlotte team is not great. I like Beal. I like Westbrook a good amount. I prefer Westbrook because he does more of the peripherals, but both those guys firmly in play at the top two of my favorite spend-ups of the slate. The rest of the Washington Wizards, it's just a headache here. There it is. Rui probably gets over 30 minutes. There's no guarantee, but I would say he probably gets over 30. If I had to pick a secondary play, I think he would be like a decent option. Ish Smith's a little bit too expensive there. Bertan's completely relying on the scoring. Now, I will mention Alex Len has played 27 and 24 minutes the last couple of games. Will he be the backup center? There is no guarantee. There's been a couple times where he's played minutes, and then the next night he just gets the the, he, the plug pulled, and he doesn't play. And they go to Mo Wagner, who got uh, no minutes or basically played just in garbage time. So this is another kind of guessing game. I would assume it's going to be Alex Len that plays the backup center, but again, there's no guarantee. So I do like Len if he's going to play over 20 minutes. The question is, will the minutes be there? The same thing I said about Chris Boucher, right? If the minutes are there, he will break the slate. If the if the minutes, if Alex Lund plays 25 minutes at 4K, he will most likely break the slate. He's a good point for a guy. Um, so tough one there uh, with the, the backup center role. No thank you on Robin Lopez. I don't care how cheap he is. I don't play Robin Lopez. Uh, Denny Avija at 4K. Um, it's just, yeah, you can take a shot there, but he's been a little bit too up and down for me to feel really excited about that. All right, on the Charlotte side. So Charlotte's a team I do like. Lamella Ball. I'm, I, yes, I am tilted here because I play him at Miami. Philly has his four games. Don't play him in a tough match against Utah, and he goes for 60. <laughs> Can't make that stuff up. But, yeah, LaMelo Ball, no Devontae Graham. He should start, and he should play close to 40 minutes. Love him here in this matchup. I think he's one of the better plays in the slate. I also have interest in Gordon Hayward. Now, I do prefer LaMelo Ball to Hayward, but both these guys in close games should play close to the 40-minute mark. I like them both here in a fantastic matchup. Again, no Devontae Graham. Um, that's why the minutes should be secure for Lamella Ball. Uh, Terry Rogier is at 5-6. He will also, the minutes should be there for him, but no Devontae Graham. Now, not as have a usage guy, but 5-6 does seem a little bit too cheap for a guy that should play mid-30s minutes. So, <clears throat> yeah, I like Terry Rogier too. Those main three guys, Gordon Hayward, Lamella Ball, Terry Rogier. I am really high on all three. Cody Zeller at 6K. Bad thing is he only played 23 minutes the last game. Bismack Biombo actually got in the rotation with no PJ Washington. That is a little bit concerning. So this is another situation of if he gets over 30 minutes, I like him. But will we get over 30 minutes? I'm not sure. So tough one here with Cody Zeller. If you play him, you got to hope he gets extended. PJ Washington is questionable. If he misses, we could look to Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, the last game, barely played, uh, only played 16 minutes. But if there's no PJ Washington, you could take a shot in Bridges. Now, he is a little bit more risky compared to those other guys I mentioned, but would be at least in play if you want to like full stack this game if there's no PJ Washington. Um, Malik Bunk, no, I'll pass. Uh, Bismack Biembo at 3-3. Again, he got a little bit extended that last game. Don't know if that's going to continue, but don't really love taking a shot at him. If I'm going to take a shot in a cheap center, I would just rather go Len and hope he gets the minutes. 
Boston and Phoenix. So Jason Tatum at 9-4, I still think is a, is a safe play. He'll play about 40 minutes. He can stop the stat sheet. There's no Jalen Brown, uh, no Marcus Smart. I think Tatum's a very safe option, option at the top. Kemba Walker at 6.8K is a fair play. We'll play about 30 minutes. Obviously, you have to do more offensively. Um, the question or the question you have to ask yourself is there's a lot of good guard plays in the slate. So are you going to prioritize him? Again, I think he's fine. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to really go out of my way to play Kemba Walker at 7K. Now, value-wise for, for Boston, there's a couple interesting plays here. So Daniel Tice got injured, uh, but he is going to be back in this one. I expect somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes for him. I think 4.4K is a little bit too cheap, right? Just going off the last uh, three games, 35, 29, and 27 minutes in the games that he has stayed healthy. So if we get somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes, I think Daniel Tice is too cheap. And he's also power forward eligible, which I think, again, that is a boost to him. You can go to Tristan Thompson too. The minutes haven't been as high on Thompson, 25, 22, and then 28 when Tice went down. But I expect if he starts to play over 20. So I actually do like both the Boston um, you know, value bigs here with Tice and Tristan Thompson. Peyton Pritchard in his first game back only played 19 minutes. Um, probably going to still wait until those minutes get increased for him. Last guy I'll mention here is Rob Williams. So Phoenix is a bigger team, right? They have Aiton. Um, they have Frank Kaminsky, too, where they actually started. I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, against bigger teams, Robert Williams usually will play a little bit more. And three last four games, 18, 19, to 15 minutes. So this is a riskier play. But if he plays close to the 20-minute mark, I think he could have a really good game. Um, so I do like him for GPPs. I will mention this. Like, just kind of out of nowhere, Carson Edwards played 30 minutes. I have no idea why that happened. Um, will that happen again? Probably not. But I will just mention that. And that's probably it for me. Like Grant, I don't want to play Grant Williams. He did play 32 minutes last game. It's just the minutes on these, the minutes on the secondary Boston Celtics are so hard to trust. Some games, Grant Williams will play like close to the 30 minute mark. There's other games he'll barely play. And he's a lower usage guy. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you can consider him, but really those like fringe guys, basically all the bench guys for Boston, it's really hard to trust. And kind of out of nowhere, we just saw Carson Edwards play 30 minutes. Like what? How can you predict that? Moving on to Phoenix. So, uh, Chris Paul at 7-7, Devin Booker at 7-4. I think are both decent options, but neither are priorities. Um, you know, Paul's actually, when, when all three of these guys have been healthy recently, Chris Paul's been the better player. Almost had a triple-double last game. He's had some big games, even with Booker in. So, if I had to pick one of the guards, then go lean Chris Paul. DeAndre Aiden's at 6-8. Kind of like him in tournaments. He's been so up and down. But, like, he, this is a guy that does have 50-plus fans point upside in him. I think he is an intriguing tournament play. Bridges, Cam Johnson, eh. The guy that I do kind of like for value, Frank Kaminsky. He started that last game and played 22 minutes in a blowout. If he starts again, I think he's a decent value play. If we're going to get like 25 minutes out of Frank Kaminsky and he's a good point for a guy, I mean, what was it? Like five slates ago, he he broke this in 24 minutes. He had 44 fancy points, almost a triple-double. So I think Frank Kaminsky is actually an intriguing value play if he does start. And lastly, Sacramento and the Clippers. So on the Sacramento side, the good thing with this, this Sacramento Kings team is the minutes are very, very condensed. Like it's going to be like the main five or six guys that play a majority of the game. So De'Aaron Fox at 8-7, I think makes for a good tournament play. Sure, the matchup is not necessarily the best, but he has 50-plus fancy one upside. Now, 8-7, again, not a priority for me, but I think you could look to him in tournaments. Buddy Heald at 7K, the minutes will be there. Um, very reliant in the scoring, right? He shot 1 of 11 last game and went for 20 fancy points. So he's a little bit riskier because doesn't do a ton of the peripheral stats. Harrison Barnes, I just, I don't know. I just literally have no idea what to make of this guy. I don't. There's some games he goes to the Harrison Barnes that I know and love, and he he plays 41 minutes and goes for 14 fancy points. 
And recently, now he's going back to the, the Harrison Barnes to start the season, where he's getting 40-plus fancy points a night. I, I literally, like, I'm not kidding. I don't know what to do with him. So if you feel good about him and you want to continue to ride this hot streak, sure. Just know, literally know that this is in the realm of possibilities. 15 fancy points in, like, 40 minutes. That is possible with Harrison Barnes. So I don't know. I don't know if he continues to go for 40. He could go for 40. He go, could go for 15. So I guess a good tournament play. The minutes will be there, though. That's what you That's what you do know. Now, Tyrese Halliburton, the price is coming up, but he played 35 minutes uh, today. If we're going to get, like, mid-30s minutes for Tyrese Halliburton, I think the 6.2K price is, um, you know, maybe a little bit too cheap. What I like with Halliburton, is he's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. He does have, you know, triple-double upside if he's going to play 35 minutes. So I do kind of like Tyrese Halliburton there. The center rotation is going to be Holmes and Whiteside. Uh, Holmes played 30 minutes uh, today. Uh, did go for 40 fancy points. If he can stay out of foul trouble, we've seen some big games for Sean Holmes. That's just a question of will he stay out of foul trouble. If he does, uh, he probably plays around the 30-minute mark. So I think you could go to him in GBPs. Whiteside actually uh, you know, had a really good game in 18 minutes. Kevin Holmes for 35 fancy points. Again, he's a good point-per-minute guy. 11-11 with four blocks. But like... Unless we get Holmes foul trouble, we're probably only going to get like 15-ish minutes for Whiteside. And at 4-7, I just have a hard time paying that price for him. Marvin Bagley, no thank you. The minutes are just trending down on him, 19 and 18. So the minutes trending down on Bagley, they're trending up on Halliburton. So really, like the minutes for Fox, Heald, Barnes, Halliburton should all play mid mid to high 30s minutes. Rashawn Holmes probably plays about 30 minutes uh, you know, at center if he stays out of foul trouble. Whiteside will back him up. Bagley will play about 20 minutes, and that's really it. Like Corey Joseph will play a little bit, but uh, I'm just not playing Corey Joseph on this slate. And finally, the Clippers. So Clippers, Kawhi Leonard with no Paul George, I think it looks like one of the best plays of the slate. Should you know? I love, love the matchup. With no PG, too, this game should stay competitive. So really like Kawhi Leonard at 9-1. Again, I think one of the safest plays on the, on the board with upside. Love Kawhi. Um, the center rotation with Ibaka versus Zubach. The price points actually do make these guys a little bit more in play here. You know, minutes have been a little bit up and down, but if you want to take a shot in one of those Clipper centers, you can. Batum at 5-1 did play 39 minutes at last game. You know, the minutes will probably be there for him. He's a lower usage guy, but I think he's still fine. Um, Lou Williams, more of the risky tournament play. He should play over 20 minutes, but he's not playing a ton more, right? 22, 20, 23, 22. So yeah, he's in play for tournaments. 5K though, it's like... He's going to need a good shooting game to pay off that salary. Now, Reggie Jackson has been starting, but the minutes have been trending down on him, which is not great. 23 and only 21 minutes last couple games. So I still think he's viable, right? When he was playing well against Brooklyn, he won for 35 fancy, or thirty-five minutes. So I don't know. It's a tricky one there. I think he's still viable, but not a good sign that the minutes are trending down. Now, Marcus Morris, I actually think, is a pretty safe play. Played 28 minutes at last game with no Paul George. I expect high 20s minutes for him. And at 4.2K, I think that is too cheap. So I do like Marcus Morris. Kennard started that last game with no Paul George. He played 26 minutes. My issue with him is he is kind of scoring dependent. Still viable though if he starts. Um, I think we'll expect probably similar minutes for him. And that's probably like Terrence Mann did get a, a, a little bit of run there with Reggie getting in some foul trouble. Um, if you want to take a shot in him at, at almost mid-price, you can, uh, but I don't feel like amazing about that. So that's really it for the team-by-team -team breakdown, guys. I think that's going to do it for the video as well. So if you guys have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't know to upload videos you don't live. Again, guys, early start tomorrow, so make sure to check out the live stream tomorrow morning. I will be live on YouTube to go over everything. Let's hope for a uh, better night tonight, uh, a, a less tilting night, I should say, than we had tonight. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow morning in the live stream.